I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. But like I say, man, always said it. It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey. Ain't nothing changed but the weather. The dangling carrot that hang from the rear view. Uh-huh. Your dreams in the past ain't nowhere near you. Backseat drivers got nothing but two cents. Shotgun riders too biased, they all liars. I should get an A for effort, I'm too tired. But I'm never giving up, that's why I'm kind of in mind. Hey, everybody. We are here for our new episode of TK's Chronicles of a Black Sheep. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll go ahead and start, uh, get started tonight. We have a couple of stragglers that's lagging in tonight, but uh, we do have our guests. Are y'all CPT? Extreme CPT, but I ain't going to talk about them tonight. One of them, I might have to push him down when I see him, though. But you're going to be, you're going to have to bend way over to do that, huh? uh, Really? It might hurt my back. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely might hurt my back. For real, might have to do one of them little, them little kicks, just going and kicking. So, yeah, Lord. Uh, but tonight we do have one of our, seems like one of our favorite returning guests, Kevo in the house tonight. <laughs> oh, as usual, we have DW that's already talking smack. That's the damn <laughs> intro I get. All right. <laughs> Because you done already started. So you be be fueling the fire sometime, but you know. Me? Me? You see this face? Innocence. Didn't you just fuel a few minutes ago about the midget? You see the dimple? That's the volcano. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Oh, for real? That's what we're going to do, Kevin? All right. (laughs) I mean, you kind of started it already tonight. So, I mean... You, you kind of started. So, all right. Let's, yeah, introduce the rest of them. I'm set up. All right. So, uh, as I said, my my other co-host is running late tonight, Miss Nika Pinks. Um, she probably looked like dark as I don't know what being a Fiesta, Texas today. See, them fat girl. I, I am, I'm fat. I can't work under them, them conditions. I'm going to need to drop about 30. I'm going to need, matter of fact, speaking of... Uh, Drop down 30. I mean, my bro ought to be helping me get this drop down. <clears throat> so tonight's special guest that we have is my little bro from Dallas. We go back from when I lived in Dallas. <laughs> and we was like thick as thieves, boy, but we made it work. So we have Mr. Lawrence Jones on tonight. Yo, yo. So appreciate Lawrence, that. Yes, what's up? So while we um waiting on the other ones to come in, and plus to give you your flowers, give us a little a little background on you and your businesses that you have going. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I've been slanging up about. 15 years in and out of call centers. Um, I think it was about 2015. 
I had a guy at Lifetime Fitness secretly follow me and one of my boys work out every night. Like, he'd be just in the shadows doing our workouts. Dude, like 100 pounds. Came to me one night and was like, hey, I just want to let you know, you should be a personal trainer because everything you did, I got from you and your buddy. So I decided I'll take this. This went up like 250 Class went up like 250 $500 well spent. So that created a presence of personal training. That was flown, so we broke it down to serious fitness. So that's one of my businesses. I'm a jack of all trade, master nothing. So brought about my love and uh passion for uh canards. Um I can't play basketball anymore, so that's my cake. So I decided, hey, might as well start a business of it. So I'm you know, at the back of a uh blue sonata, lawnmower, weed and that's all I need. So that's one of my business. I got a couple of things I got in works. I just hadn't decided what direction I want to go. But yeah, um, I'm chasing the money. Chasing the money. I see you. And that, that's what we got to do nowadays. We definitely got to chase the money because, baby, <laughs> Woo, I know I've definitely hit that point of uh, being tired of working for folks. Lord Jesus. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. definitely understand the, the chasing the money. So, definitely. So, yeah. to get, hard, to, hard to get back to yourself when you you get them eight hours and ain't got number five for five to, to get to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the conversations me and Durio have had a couple of times is, um, well, I'll say that he tends to tell me that um i spend all this time helping other people business get where it need to be or be right that i need to be doing it for myself so i'm like yeah and then i was like i don't know if that's what i want to do but yeah you know i'm i'm trying to figure it out which which direction i'm gonna go but nevertheless you know it it, it it, it's a wake-up call because it's like, yeah, you get tired of punching somebody else's clock when you, you could just be working and not punching somebody else's clock. And putting that energy that you put into somebody else's business, you can be putting it into your own. So, cause not the middleman, basically. So, that that's what's up. Most definite. So, as tonight's topic is men's health, um, we definitely know how important that is. Um, I remember growing up, I used to hear, I'm going to say the elders, talk about how the men do not like going to the doctor. Like, they got to be, I mean, dang near on a sick bed, like, in bad condition to get to the doctor. Why is that going to the doctor so hard for men to do? I'll speak on it. So I can't really speak on on 
previous times, I can speak on now. Uh, my haste or my uh, delay in going to the doctor is because we in a generation now to where the old doctors are setting their ways and don't believe that, you know, other methods or other things have developed. So now you're stuck in a situation where you may have a condition or a disease that nobody knows about, but this doctor is just certain that it's the alternator that, you know, you, you're not eating any good service. And then on the flip side, you got these new doctors that, you know, it's kind of like a, a McDonald's or a, or a Fitness. It's just, hey, let me get you in and get you out. Let me give you one little quick diagnosis. Just go put a little money in my pocket, make sure you keep ice on, but let me get you out your dough. It's more of a, a Band-Aid or a rubber band nowadays than it is. Let me take the time. First off, learn your personality. That way I know if this person is overreacting and this is a rash or something that I should look further into. Or maybe, you know, let me sit down. Let me take my time. Yeah, I got four or five people in the other rooms, but let me take my time and really understand what you are going with or, you know, what's tricking with your reason for being here. What what, what has you swelling the legs? What has you, you know, slow beat of the heart? You know, instead of, I went to the yesterday. Good example. Um, so here lately with the COVID, I haven't been able to get in the gym as much as possible. So what I've done is I do a workout here and there and try to sweat here and there, but I sit down most of the day and then I stand part of the day. With that being said, here lately I've been watching warm legs. <laughs> Doctor told me I just part of old. The vest that keeps the the blood above the legs, it just wears out after time. So, you know, you just you gotta deal with it. You know, when you get off work, kick your feet up. Or if you if you're sitting up they stand up, walk around, give some activity. But it's no magic pill that I can give you. Wow. <laughs> he ain't meant to exercise. It was me that said something that I was the one that told him. Well, actually, it was worse, but since I've been back in the gym for the last two, three weeks, it started to subside. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. That's good for you, too. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> That's just the first thing he told me. Healthy eating, exercise, activity will keep the vessels open to where your blood will flow. But nah, these doctors, hey, let me get you in for this oil chain, let me get you out, see this bill, see this bill, keep the door running. There's no love in the game no more. <laughs> yeah, you're you right. So, Kevin, what about you? Uh, well, I've been dealing with stuff since um i was 23 so that was back in 1993 and uh i used to drink a lot man like might as well say i was an alcoholic <laughs> uh partying drinking that was me uh and then when i got fired 
off my job, I still was drinking the stuff. I ain't had no business. I should have just slowed down and stopped. But I kept drinking and drinking and drinking. And I go to little parties here and there that my ex-co-workers threw. And then it all started with me urinating a lot. And I was like, man, why well, well, you know, you get up during the night, you don't really pay no attention. But then that's, that's second and third night, I'm starting getting up like every 20 minutes to go pee. I'm like, man, what? I don't understand that. So then my mom said, you could be a diabetic. I said, what? No, you're not going to even tell me that. So then she had these medical books. They were small little medical books. But you better believe I read the section about being a diabetic at least 60 times. It had frequent urination. Uh, it had increased thirst. Uh, it affected your sleep patterns, of course. And blurred vision. I had increased uh, thirst, frequent urination, and blurred vision. And the uh, blurred vision came about last because I woke up that next, that one morning and I did my normal routine. I get up, cut TV on, walk to the front door, look up down the street. And then this way, I could see to the main street. To the right, I could see the, the viaduct and down to the main street, uh, another main street. And this time I went, and then when I looked to my right, I couldn't even see past the viaduct. And the viaduct had to have been a half a block up the street. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm still sleepy, I'm still sleepy. So I'm going back, I'm going back to lay down, and then at this time, you know, Oprah was on TV, and so I just laid down, and I did fall back to sleep. Uh, and then it was something on Oprah that I wanted to see. I see that I heard and I raised my head up and looked back at the TV. I couldn't even barely see the TV. I said, hold on. Uh-uh, no. And I got into that book again <laughs> and I started reading it again. And it was, I was like, blurry vision. I was like, I got frequent urination, blurry vision, and increased thirst. I was like, oh, my God. I said, damn, I think I'm a diabetic. Quick story. I went downstairs to take my mind off of things. I did, you know, I DJ. So I was down there on my turntables doing my thing. And my needle broke. I said, man, I got to go get a needle. Now, I had to go to downtown Chicago to go get a needle. I must have dipped into an alley four times going and four times coming back just to take a leap and pee in the alley. And I was like, nah, this ain't right. So I called my grandma when my mom was at work. I called my grandmother and asked her, would she go to the hospital with me? I said, I could see good enough to drive. Uh, she said, nah, I'll take the bus down there. So she took the bus and then I drove us to the hospital. 
And she stayed down there with me until my mom got off of work. And then my mom got off of work and took her back home. And then they finally called me back. He took my blood. He came back. And he said, why did you let your blood sugar get so high? You know you're a diabetic. I'm looking at him like, I didn't know I was a diabetic. I'm, that's what I'm here to find out. He was like, oh, well, yeah, you're a diabetic. And they told me my blood sugar was, at that time, five something. So, yeah. Damn, I mean, wait. Ain't it supposed to be like, ain't it supposed to be like a hundred or something? Uh, about any anywhere between 140 and below. 150 and below. So, so your ass was a walking bag of sugar? Yeah, pretty much. Now, here's another thing about that, right? Um, when out in the process of self-diagnosing myself, I dipped my finger into my urine when I was peeing, and it tasted like fucking sugar. It tasted like sugar. So that was another wake-up call for me on that one. Um, but another quick story. I had met my uh, ex-wife at the time, and the year after, 94, I was in... Total freaking denial. Total denial. I was like, I'm not a diabetic no more. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then I had the worst fucking ingrown toenail you could ever imagine. Even on, I'm going to get you sucker when uh when Jim Brown was on the ground talking about some, oh, my bunions. I was like, man, I'm trying to tell you. I couldn't run. I couldn't do nothing. I could barely walk. And, <laughs> and so when 95 came, I made a promise to myself that I don't care what the hell going on with myself. I don't care if I am scared. I'd rather face that than to face another major illness and then let it get worse. So that's what I did. That's what I did ever since then. I, I go to the doctor. Every little thing, whatever it is, I go to the doctor and I make them check it, you know, have them check it out. Uh, so, because so you just never know. You yeah you 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 hit on what I was gonna say. My response, I think the reason why we as men don't go to the doctor is because of fear. Yes, because we don't yeah. we don't want to find out we got a death sentence. Like yeah, you gotta understand. First of all, you gotta understand the male psyche. We are we're the dominant. We look at see ourselves as the alpha male, the dominant species. We're invulnerable regardless of right. Right. We could be have a handicap, have one leg longer than the other one, one nut, one whatever. <laughs> we still gonna be, we gonna have that mentality that we're the dominant species, and, and it's still and like that. With me. It's still like yeah. that with me. And, and, yeah. and when you go to yeah. the doctor, you have in the back of your mind that there's a chance that the doctor can be like, "Nah, bro, you, you you're not Superman. You, you, this your right. kryptonite. Right. What's going on?" So we 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 would rather die not knowing or die fighting then to find out that we're not as strong or um immortal as we thought we were bruh that makes us stronger if we go to the doctor just to tell you the truth it makes us very strong but see that's 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 sweet and everything but no 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 y'all can't be looking at it like that because but see wait nika 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 stop 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 
if you trying to get in the if you really want to understand us men you can't be sitting there y'all can't do that yes yes we can i understand what you're saying but you have to understand so you just let shit just hit the fan yes get it taken care of when it's preventative yes mm. you, okay. you have to be, and that's part of the mentality yeah. that's what we're trying to change that's the mentality we're trying to change like we would rather sit there and like like okay case in point one of my family members found out he got diabetes and the only reason why he found out he got diabetes because his ass passed out because he was out there drinking he every everything that kevin said he mm -hmm. had everything that kevin said he had and he had it for years but rather than going to the doctor He's just like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just cut back on drinking. Oh, I just need to lose a couple pounds. I'm just out of shape. And then when his ass passed out and they had to call the paramedics, that's when he found out that he had diabetes and he, I think they had to take a toe or something. And that's when it really hit the man. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. I know y'all having a moment. I jumped in here late, but I'm like, well, what? So my question is when you notice these changes, happening to your body and their gradual changes and you noticing this that used to happen or this that wasn't happening is now happening how far down the line does it go before you're like i may need to get this checked out because it was multiple well, things sounding like it was going on well with it's me it didn't uh, everything didn't happen all at one time mm -hmm. and everything didn't happen it didn't go on for a long time at least at least about seven to eight days after I noticed the first incident, which was the your urination. But mm -hmm. when the urination happened, came the increased thirst, and then in the increased thirst came the uh, blurred vision. So all that happened within like about a week. And then that's when I took my butt to the emergency room because I wanted to know for sure what was going on and I wanted to take the steps to cut that out because me going blind was, was a non-factor at 23 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hal Pint, I see you joined us. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just got the reception of my bad, my bad. No, it's all good. Or at least you showed up. So, so the question is, what what prevents you, uh, well, what prevents us as men from going to the doctor? You See, go to the doctor. We just don't like going to the doctor. But that the last the last year and a half, I've been going to the doctor every Wednesday. I've been trying to take care of my high blood pressure. I've been trying to take mm -hmm. make sure my sugar's not low, make like my sugar's not high. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just had my colonoscopy done where I had a scare because yeah, they said I had pre cancer. Mm. Wait, wait, stop, pause. Because you just not finna skate over that shit. Oh no, he ain't. That's why he on here. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm not So, so question. So, cause now I'm curious. I know, and I and I understand. And I'm supposed to be one of the the men answering questions. So, what made you go get that done? I just decided to get up and do it myself. It wasn't because I was sick or nothing. You just out the blue said, you know what? I need to go get Yeah, I just started to, I said I need to start going to the doctor. I'm getting older. I need to start going to the doctor. Uh, I'm feeling more fatigued lately than I have been. But 
And when I started going there, he started doing my blood every three months. He started making sure my heart was right. He did an EK, either EKG, whatever he did, whatever that uh, machine, whatever he did. And my, my heart was right. All that, my high blood pressure, I still have high blood pressure. So he started giving me pills. But, uh, yeah, so they said, yeah, it's about time to get that colonoscopy done. He said, they changed it to 45 because you're supposed to get it done when you have 45 now. So right. oh, I right. went and got it done a couple of months back, and that's when they found the, the pilot. They cut the pilot out and said, yeah, we'll get back with you and say what it is. So when they got back with me and said, yeah, it was precancerous, but you'll be all oh. right right now. You'll be okay. We cut it out already. Uh, just come back within a year. Basically what they said. Oh. Okay, so that's 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 I've heard that, and it's interesting to me about it. Um, because before it used to be 50, yeah, they changed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so shit, you might as well start saying it's, it's 40 now because, yeah, yeah, yeah. doctor said get it as soon as you can when you turn 40, so yeah, 40, 40 is good. Oh, like somebody about to be making that appointment. So. But it's a good thing to do. I mean, still, I was scared about it. I kept calling T. <laughs> what you say, LJ? I was thought I was I went to the doctor looking like what's up. But yeah, y'all right. It was forty-four five. I think you should check it earlier, though. Yeah, you should. You should, because I wasn't even going to take it. I was going to wait till 50, and I finally did get it. And they told me that shit. That really kind of scared me, you know? So, it's yeah, a mm -hmm. good thing to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so, my next question. And it may be, I know I add, we always ask everybody what the limits are on our questions. So my question is, out of the fellas, how many of y'all have high blood pressure? Well, I know I do. I'm on blood pressure medicine now. I don't have high blood pressure. I have a large heart that works very hard. <laughs> and I appreciate you a bit. <laughs> and the stress of my job. Huh. In other words, right. I have blood pressure. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go to this comment so I can give you a break to recruit from that story you just told. So of course, one of our regular watchers, Rodney, is in the in the comments. He said, even with me being in the military, we get yearly physical checkups, and I'm not going to front. My heart beats a little faster when they draw blood, body MRIs, and etc. He said, because in the back of my mind, it's a fear of finding something even when I'm working out and watching what I eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah. And I think that's people in general. Like, yeah, I think that's everybody, not just men, too. That's yeah, everybody. I, that one, because I, I can admit that on my end, I'm like that as well. It's like, bitch, wait a minute. Hold on. I don't need no surprises. And I know when I had a scare, a cancer scare myself, I put off on going back because it was like, bitch, I don't need to know that. Like, I have enough on my plate. I got a kid that I, I got to live for. So um, it took for me to have this, a question that was on some of his paperwork. 
and they asked, "Is has he been around anybody with cancer? And I could not answer that question honestly. And mm. that's what made me go back to get rechecked. But before that, I was like, bitch, I don't, I don't want to know. Like, I don't, I, I'm not in that place to know because I'm trying, I got a lot on my plate and that would be extra on my plate. So that was something I put in the back of my mind um, mm-hmm. because I I just had other stuff that was just going on and I, I just wasn't ready, to be honest. So, yeah, that's what we so I get it. I, I definitely believe it's a it's just a people thing. There are some people mm-hmm. that live go to the doctor's office with no problem. And there's some of us that be like, Ooh, bitch, wait. I got you. so let me ask another question while I was gonna say that. Does your does whether you have kids factor how much or how often or if you go to the doctor? No. No. Okay, it's still just that. that I say yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I say yes. I live best life for a long time. I was able to go to the gym anytime, dropping a dime, sometimes two times a day. After being 100% and I with children on a regular basis. My stress level has increased So now I find myself falling apart. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm blubber, but the doctor said I was borderline. But I knew why my blood pressure was high. I just got done for the kids on my way to the doctor's office, which is seven minutes from my house. Well, that even went down the time I got to the doctor. And it's catching the point, though. Because, I mean, you know, it's just it's all about the brain. Mine are a little more tedious than others, maybe. Okay, so I have a question, real quick. Um. Does health insurance ever play a factor in why y'all don't go? Like, could it, or is it a matter of, man, I got to pay for this out of pocket or, you know, that kind, does that have, does that factor in not going? Or is nah. it just, uh, just not wanting like, to go? No, nah, it's like, even when I was in my, in my, even before I came in the military and got the, uh, got health insurance, <laughs> I just, I just didn't want to go. Like, honestly, and then, and like I would be like dog sick. I could be sitting here shitting and throwing up all over the place all at the same time. I still would refuse to go. And that's just how I was always like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was always like that. And I would just refuse to go to the doctor. I just I just had that mentality like it will pass. And that's and I guess that could be because how I I don't even know if it's how I grew up because even like I never saw no no man in my, my I'm not thinking about it. I never saw any man in my life went that went to the doctor. Yeah, me either. Honestly. Oh so, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. So I now, don't know how it is. I don't know how it is in Texas, but Illinois, you know, is a democratic ran state. And if you need to get the state ran uh insurance, 
you can try to get it. So at that time, like I said, I had been, um, I had got fired from my job. And when I went to the hospital, the social worker came and asked me, did I have insurance? I said, no. She said, well, I'm going to help you apply for this Medicaid. I said, fine. So that's how I got insurance on that end. Because there's no problem with getting Medicaid here. Uh, because they are rather for you to see the doctor and then cover whatever they cover than for you to be trying to get money off of them. Uh, fast forward to where I'm at now. I don't have Medicaid. I have Medicare because of my disability, my other disability. And I also have Blue Cross Blue Shield. So, yeah, I'm okay with that right now. And uh, the kidney foundation is paying for my Blue Cross Blue Shield. So, yeah, it's different in different states. Yeah, it is. It, it, it really, oh, really is. We ain't I, even go there. I was, I was in Indiana. I was, and Indiana was nothing. I'm gonna, glad you said that because I'm gonna ask the question. Like, because I know you in Chicago, uh, uh, Half Pint and LJ is in Texas, and I'm from South Florida. Does the region make a difference? Like the region that Yo, you grew up in, the yeah. difference on Florida, Florida, and Texas are. Republican states. So yeah, it, it makes a big difference. And I used to stay in Indiana and I didn't get I didn't need, need uh the the Medicaid right away, but Indiana was not giving me nothing. Mm. Nothing. Yep. Yeah. That's how that go. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, well, I moved my ass right back to Illinois. Because <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here down on my watch on messing with y'all. Exactly. So, Rodney yep. has a question for the fellas. He said, uh, I know we don't like to know what's going on with our health, but how many of you have life insurance or financial means set for the side in case we get that horrible news? Mm. That financial meaning set to the side for the family, you know, in case. Well, I do have some life insurance because of the house. Oh, well, bam, there you go. Okay. But if it okay, wasn't so for the house, would you uh, have that insurance? No. And that's what I was about to, exactly what I was about to say. Because uh, even with the military, I don't take it, I take it serious. The military, we, we're, we're insured because we're government property. Uh, but outside of that, I didn't have life insurance. And the story what made me change my mind is I had to do uh, what we call casualty assistance office officer. And where we, uh, like if it's a casualty, a war or whatever, the military has a person assigned to the family and walks them through everything, like from retrieving a body to burial, to getting all the life insurance, stuff like that. So long story short, I was with a family and I saw how fast a million dollars go. I saw how fast, like after, like after bills and everything, everything that they had left over, they probably may have had 120,000 from a million. Wow. And this is tax free. So taxes don't even touch it. 
So I started thinking like, yo, if something happened to me, that's not gonna that's not gonna help nobody. Cause like after everything said and done, they still responsible for what what I, I left, like houses, cars, they still gotta pay all that shit off. And now they gonna maintain after that. After they get on AP. And that's when I was like, okay, I understand the meaning behind uh life insurance. And I went and got a life insurance policy. If, but if you want for that, I probably want to one. That's because That's most men, most people think they're going to live freaking forever. And that's not true until you see a damn GoFundMe page up mm. on Facebook talking about some, yeah, uh, my cousin, brother, sister, mother, dad, could you help us bury them? And mm -hmm. I didn't really start having no serious consideration until my mom started talking about some. I want to be cremated, and I want you and my you and your brother to take my ashes and spread them over the Bahamas. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But I had to. I grew back in the afterlife. I had to, <laughs> I had to come to that that realization that it, it happens, mm -hmm. and then after my grandparents died, I just was like, "All right, come on, let me do this." But I am in the process of getting another life insurance policy, so I can be cremated with one, and they can get the rest of this money to my son. So yeah. that's what's up. That's what's up. Definitely. But he's not going to get it directly. It's going to be set up when my brother sends his mother payments. Because if she get a whole lump sum of money, you might as well just set a match to it. Anyway, I don't want to go there. But yeah, yeah, I got it all. So, okay. We ain't gonna go there because that, that's a secret episode. Look, that one is. I like it. So, that's another show. It's, it's on the list. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, we, we, we got that one on the list. We got a couple of little parenting topics coming coming up yeah i think uh our next one is parenting topic is actually step parents so oh. Oh. it's my chance oh yes duke that i need to holler at you about that episode we, we're oh shit. yeah so now now, now y'all got me thinking no no for real you got me you got me really thinking over here about like like you said something earlier that we thought we were gonna live forever and everything. I I knew like I knew I was gonna die. And I know we all know we're gonna die. We everybody got an expiration date. But my question to the fellas is did you ever think like a lot of the, the illness and the ailments and shit that you got now will ever happen to you? No. No. No, in the hell way. And I got more illnesses on this panel than any of y'all. So, yeah, because how, how diabetes you, how is just not one. I'm 51. Okay. So, who's the youngest? Me. How old are you? 37. Okay. So, we got, okay, we spread it all through. Okay. So, then, yeah. Spread So, yes. <laughs> You said what? No, I'm just thinking. Like, just we. It's interesting to me. Not interesting, but it's showing a pattern. Like, you got 30, 
40 and 50 and we all had the same mindset so it's it's i'm starting to see a pattern like it's not just and it's like different regions so it's just a total like i said before a man thing we we as men looked at ourselves as invincible now we're we're realizing that our mortality is 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 upon us that's the best way i can put it and i would say and i will say this um because i think even still it it touches with men and women i think a lot had to do with the foundation of what we ate because i i know most people hey you gotta admit we we black folks love fried smothered chitlins and oxtail look at them oxtail <laughs> I, I think a lot of our health issues come from the stuff that we were raised on and what we ate because think about it most of the panel had that panel has high blood pressure i'm sure there's cholesterol that comes with that diabetes is on the board because y'all know we i think i posted that video where that one <laughs> restaurant pulled all that sugar and them sweet potatoes <laughs> like we i disagree we, you said what? I said I disagree. <laughs> Mr. Eat six six patties on a hamburger. Do you really want to disagree with me? Uh oh. Uh oh. Six oh, patties. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, First of all, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. That's the hardest thing. Hey, hold on, Kevin. Hold on. you supposed to be on my side, dog. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, that's what's hey, happening tonight. I'm saying you do because you are a large size man, a tall man, so your caloric, caloric, uh, it's like it's hard. Thank you. Come on. See, somebody what they're talking about, the science bro. behind it. Bro, don't, don't, don't do that, bro. He ain't, on the real, on the real, working out what he putting in. Let, let, I, well, on the real, though. You got a burger. But, uh, and the knife that they stuck in the burger ain't even like like the burger like if i we find that picture the burger was this big the knife only went to make maybe the second level okay like y'all really have to be burial eat now i'm not know what i'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the people don't want to hear all of that. But what it's my that, point was, yeah, it's an experience. But my <laughs> point was, I was saying I know a lot of healthy people that died, that had the same yeah, that's the true same too. issue. So it's not you can't just say it's what we eat. I think now what I will say it is with us as as young uh black men, well black men growing up in society, and especially during the time that we grew up. There was a lot of external factors that contributed to, to where we are, like some of the ailments we got, like high blood pressure. Because you think about it, all of us grew up during the crack era, the beginning, the middle, and the end. All of us grew up, grew up doing, uh, hell, you can say racial inequality, the beginning, well, I say the middle. Still, and that's still going on. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. The middle and what's going to, to right now. So we we are a different breed. We ex we experienced a lot more stuff that stressed us as men, as black men, than a lot of other folks will give us credit for. 
but they're trying to say blame it on or how we eat now now if i'm gonna go there if we're gonna go there then if they're gonna blame it on how how we eat then why the fuck are they marketing how we eat because what sells they're gonna market what sells okay but but they're the main ones buying it that's what i'm saying so it's not what we eat but what they what they're marketing don't affect them like it affects us bullshit (laughs) (laughs) bullshit no i think i think a lot of it has to do also uh with a lack of physical activity uh we i used to get out there with the push more oh my god that is the devil the push more and 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 cut grass in 90 something degree heat front and and wake it up and bag it up yep it's just a lot of stuff a physical activity stuff that we don't do anymore and then it's a lot more sitting on our phones like that did you have a push more that had the, I that didn't have an engine, bread. but it had a whole bunch of blades. I ain't right had in. no engine, bro. I ain't had no yeah, engine. I remember that shit. That I ain't had no engine. And, and, and if it gets stuck on the weed, then you have to go down there, pull the <laughs> yep. weed out, yep. and yep. run it back over the same damn weed to chop yep. it up. And wow. then if you, if the blades got dull, all you were doing was curling the grass. So you had some curly ass grass. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't, I ain't gonna talk about I ain't gonna talk about pulling the grass on the side of the blades to free yep. up the blades so they can spin. Uh, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, like those type of experiences, they don't, they don't, ex- they don't mm-hmm. have an experience. Yet. What you about to say, um, tomorrow? No, nah, I was just saying that. Should I still cut my grass? I ain't gonna lie, that's my exercise for real. I get out there you in a hundred degree weather and cut my grass. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got that little tight, the little tight rod line more. I was about yeah. to say, you gonna hey, you said that with pride. I cut my grass. Hell yeah, I cut my grass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't hire nobody to cut some grass thirty dollars and I can do it myself. Right. Hey, Who you know right. cut grass for thirty dollars? Cause these cats around here do front and back. For $50, I'm like, okay, do it. Oh, hell no. Boy, I get the little essays running around here, $35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little essays do it, $35, front and back, edge, rack up the leaves, all that. I, I cannot. I can't. Put it on and be gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out though. Let me let me ask y'all a question about something. Um breast cancer in men. Ooh. Have y'all ever heard about that? Yeah. The men can't get breast yeah. cancer, yes. Yo, yeah. Has anybody heard anybody that got it? Yes. No. What was no. that one actor? Documentary. The one black actor, um, I can see his face and I can't think of his name. But when he came out with it, this was like, ooh, like some years ago. And it's like it shook the world because they was like, man, can't get breast cancer. Well, he Oh, said, I think I know who you're talking about. I can't and I can't think of his name. His name either. Was it about, yeah. about seven or eight years ago? It was about yeah, seven or eight was, years ago? Yeah. Yep. And it kind of shook everybody. But then I think it also sent that fear 
through the fellas because they was like, oh shit, now we got something else on our. It was on. Um, it was on. Um, it it was an Edward Brook. Mm, I don't think that was who that was. It was a yeah. I think. What he look like? Oh no, was it uh, was it Montel uh, Montel Williams? Yes, yeah, Montel Williams, wasn't it? No, it yeah, wasn't Montel Williams. Williams. No, nope, oh, wasn't him either. Cause he had, um, it wasn't Montel. No, what did Montel have? I know, Montel he, talk, I know he talking about. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got a uh, autoimmune immune disease. Yeah, he got uh MS. Yes. Oh, okay. But he also does oh. have breast cancer. You know uh, who else I just thought of? Here's the guy right. With your round tree. There you go. That's who first came okay. out. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Man, hey. Okay, uh, that's a G2. Hey, he, he was a man, man. Yep. And he yeah, was that, that, a man. that was a man, man. Yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very handsome dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So when he that's came out, that yeah. really messed a lot. I think messed a lot of men up because, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Chef, what? Like, for real? And I think that added more to y'all's plate. So question on that though, because I know women have a procedure to check for breast cancer. Do y'all check yourselves? Not for breast cancer. Honestly, no. Nah, I don't take myself for no breast cancer, no. Why why you so why you no, no, why why you nope. why you all that? I mean, no. <laughs> this is how you said it. Cause I mean, real talk, y'all know well, how the thing that y'all can get. That's a good question. I'm gonna have to go and look that up. You said what? How you look for breast cancer? I question. That what you said? Yeah. Well, how do how, how do we look for that? Uh, and and supposed to be a lump in your chest or what? Lump in your in your. Yeah, this is, it should be the same yeah. thing as women. You just yeah. sit there and rub. It's the same thing you rub it, rub around your yeah, rub around I mean, your. I'm gonna be gold. I got lumps in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what am I? What am I doing? You know. I guess I'm like, okay, guys, pop today. Oh, <laughs> so. You have um, to, yeah. You have that's instances a good like doing. That's a good you have to just, you know, you just have what, to I mean, rub around that man. If you yeah. feel anything suspicious, then you go to the doctor. Other than that, <laughs> bro, bro, bro. <laughs> the health procedure to something straight freaky. That's, that's what I'm about to say. That's what I'm about to say. If you rubbing too much, you about to come. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't rub your nipple too much. That's an exciting. Yeah. <laughs> That should excite yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, forgetting what you're looking for. Yeah, like, dude, you're getting too much into the exam. Like, yeah. you. <laughs> thirty minutes later, you talking about I, I still ain't found shit. I'm trying to make it's time to go to bed. Right. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm hungry now. Right there, not trying to be funny, but rubbing my breast feels kind of suspect for a man. Oh, but no. hey, we gotta do it because, like, for real, like, let's do all the jokes aside. Huh? When you're doing, when you're doing, uh, 
just the you know, just the Dutch chest. I mean, it's all it, it hurts. If that, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you want to make? But then, okay. So the one push ups make sense for you. So you want to make sure that it's not as soft as it was before you started. It, does that does right. that put the mask in? <laughs> it might. Well, hey, look. I, I next time I need to myself, I tell my wife to do it. Yeah, you can tell your wife. To I, I knew that you was coming. There you go. That's I, nice. See? I knew yeah. that was coming. Yeah, so check this out then. So so with the colonoscopy joint then, you gonna yeah. have your wife do that too? She can't do that. She can't do that. She don't do that. She got no camera. Well, she might got a camera. Which one of y'all got some oh, cameras man. in y'all bedroom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but for real though, for real, like, I was, I think, look, I was at ease with I see, that's, a, I think that's part of the thing too, like, like when, because thinking about it now, I thought uh, uh one time, when I was, uh, what I had, I was doing some, oh, this was when I was younger. And I was working out a lot and running and all that stuff, and I had hemorrhoids. And I was like, "Damn, I don't know what the fuck going on." I said, "My booty, my booty hole was just sensitive. I take a shit and I'm just patting it and and stuff." And I'm like, "Damn, that shit hurt." So I go to the doctor, and he was like, "Okay." He's like, "Okay, we need to check." And I was like, "What you finna check?" He said, "Well, we need you to 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 disrobe and bend over." I said, like, "Hold on, dog." I said, "Hold on, what 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 you about to do?" So he's like, yeah, we got to check for hemorrhoids. I said, what? He said, uh, yeah, we got to check for hemorrhoids. I'm like, nah, I can tell you ain't got no hemorrhoids. He said, I don't know. <laughs> and so so I did what he said. And then, like, he was, he, he said, all right. And the way he got you laying, that's the, that, I think that's the thing that made it awkward for me because you got to lay on your side. And then, and the way they got you positioned, you like, like you just tooted and booted. And I'm just like, if somebody walked in this motherfucker right now, this is going to be a real interesting conversation. And I'm like, okay. So he came in and did the thing. And uh, I said, so let me ask you this, Doc. Uh, I said, let me ask you this. How often do you do that? And how often do men react that way? And he said, it happens all the time. And I was just like, for real? He said, yeah. He said, which is interesting because you're the first one that really didn't freak out. And that kind of like kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck you mean? What the fuck you trying to say? He said, no, it's like <laughs> you, you, knew, you knew exactly like the medical pieces and stuff like that. And I was like, huh. And from that day, it made me think, start thinking about is that one of the reasons why a lot of men don't go get it because of that? Yes. That, that's, yeah, that's, yes, yeah. That, oh, but but there's it, a new proce there's a new procedure. You they put you to sleep now. I was oh, put to yeah. sleep. Yeah, okay. I didn't have to go in me, but I'm gonna like, go while be a while awake while you doing that shit. You put me to sleep. Well, okay. I didn't have that done. I had. I the, had. Uh, I, I was. I was able to get to put I to had, sleep. Next thing, I woke up in the next thirty minutes. It was done already. They had me in the room waiting. 
Oh, you know, I had like, <clears throat> I was like, I knew it. So somebody must yeah. have got punched in the eye, and they were like, nah, we ain't doing this shit no more. <laughs> somebody got jumped on. But I, but I be nah, trying to tell everybody, go get it. If you don't want to be up to do it, put them, let them, let them put you to sleep. You'll never know it happened. It's different ways. Shit. It's, it's that way, and then it's also the stool test. They give you a kit. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. lightly smear a little bit of your stool on and, and mail it off. Yep. Yeah, mail it off. You got yeah. Yep. Yep. You pretty yeah, you much your own shit out. Your shit. container like mm. you do if you was doing a urine sample and you gotta kind of yep. break it out soon. stick with the cord. Yeah, yeah I don't know which uh, one is worse personally. You said you said oh, wait a minute, dog. What you about to do to me? I was in the house, I was in the emergency room. And uh, the nurse come in, and she said, you ever had a prostate exam? I said, no. I don't need one. She said, well, at your age, you need one. And I was like, no, I don't, because I already heard the stories. You know, when they be playing on these comedy shows about the nurses popping the rubber glove, she did all of that. And, now, this is going to be cold. And you know what? She, she put the right before she said, and went whoop, and then and, and then had the nerve to go. I'm like, that shit would have turned straight on the side of the bed, so my thumb like I've been violated. <laughs> I see that, and I, I think that's. I'm glad you said that because I think that's the. I, I really believe, and it could be me too, subconsciously. That fear, like, like if somebody do something like that to you. Like, would you like mm-hmm. it? Because you know they always talk about, oh, the man G-spot is in his, in his rectum and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So if you getting checked and motherfucker hit that G-spot and you, you I, was gonna, I was going to ask that question because I was going to go there. It's going to raise a whole bunch of questions. You're going to start did, questioning shit. Kevin, did you have a happy ending at the end of that prostate? Again? No, absolutely not. I want her fingers out my ass. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was Remove worried about my colonoscopy. That's why I was worried about that colonoscopy. When they told me, yeah, you can go to sleep. We'll put you to sleep. Oh, for real? Shit. Shoot me up. <laughs> yeah, because me and him had many arguments over the few, over the month about him going to get that yep. procedure done. We, we Hell yeah, yeah, we sure did. I, I don't want nobody touching my ass. Shit. Right. Don't, you don't want nobody playing with your penny? What kind of bullshit is that? Like, <laughs> well, it's a medical procedure. It's not planned. I don't give a goddamn if hey only person who can play my pen is God because he created it. <laughs> well, quick story. Quick story. Uh-oh. When we I'll were teenagers, one of my one of my <laughs> one of my buddies' mom took him to uh the doctor to get a venereal disease test, but he didn't know it. And she was like, test him for every disease he got. I was like, what? And he said. He said, bruh, the doctor came out with a swab about this damn long and stuck it up my pee hole and just kept going. And he said, man, I was screaming so damn loud. You know what? You know what? They used to do that shit in football. They used to do that shit for football. Like in college, like, when we did wow. our exams. We used to have to do all that shit. That so shit was torture. Is that y'all's version of like how we have our pap smears? Is that y'all's version of that? 
check. Yes. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's so. Yes. 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 So, the only difference is during that. The only difference, the only difference is we don't sit, we don't have our legs up in hell. Mm, yeah. mm. Now it's just it's amusing to me, y'all have this. I don't want my ass tooted up, but we up in there with our legs like this, with somebody head like this, and they fingers and everything else like this. They got a whole two kids. And y'all that's they do that shit to us too. I'm working on my They don't use no tube. What are you I talking about? They don't use no tube. Okay. They use a, they use a little metal you fire. Asleep. How you know you asleep? Yeah. They show me the stuff they use for they use. They put a GoPro on your you ass. <laughs> I'm sure. Ain't nobody cranking y'all booty holes up like that. Y'all. But no, but again, it goes it goes back to it goes back to the to what I said earlier. It's, I think it's a lot of with us, it's everything is based around fear and perception. Mm-hmm. As us as men, we we're afraid. To find out the unknown, to find out, uh, we don't like to be feel. We don't like to feel vulnerable. That's the bottom yeah, line. Like, yep, yeah. yeah, that's violation. Violation. We don't feel vulnerable. Well, well, to give you more insight on my other two uh, disabilities, uh, my second disability came. I got fired in 2008. It came about a year after I was not driving a truck no more. I was I was still in school and I just kept getting tired going from classroom to classroom and I was getting tired and tired, tired more tired, more tired. And and I lived on the third floor and I'm like, "Damn, why am I breathing so hard?" And I just kept breathing hard, kept breathing hard. Uh, went to the hospital to find out what was going on. No, I know. Well, the reason why I went to the hospital, I had a boil that got super infected between my thighs. That's another, that's a, that's, that's part of the manhood right there. I was trying to, I had a boil. It was on, it was in between my thighs. And at that time, my girlfriend said, put a, put a warm towel on it. And it'll come to a head and bust. I was like, all right, cool. But I had to finish this this paperwork for my English class. Well, I was not paying attention to how bad it was getting until the day of when I was getting ready to pass the hell out, uh, finishing up my uh, portfolio. So I finished the portfolio. My teacher said, well, you're not going to get credit for it if you do now. I told her at this moment in time, fail. I'm going to the doc. I'm going to the emergency room to uh, find out, you know, to get this taken care of. I said, because I almost passed out. Uh, went to the emergency room. They admitted me. And now here come all the doctors looking between my legs, looking all up and down. Godly, had me going to urologist. And, no, nah, okay, well, no, nah, it ain't spread to his scrotum. And then nah, it went this and this. And so the doctor came in and he he was he said, Well, you know, you just had a real bad infection, so we're gonna give you antibiotics. And it was like alligator skin at this time, and I mean it was huge. Uh but the kidney doctor came in the next day. 
He said, well, said, Mr. Merritt, your kidneys are functioning at 24%. Excuse me? 24%? 24%. And so I was like, wow. I said, I let it get, I let it get out of, I let this boil get so infected, it getting inside my bloodstream and messing other things up. Okay, so they patched me up from that. And I was like, all right, well, I started to drink more water and walk more and do this and this. Mm -mm. I had another boil. But this time, I went back to uh, my original hospital uh, that uh, diagnosed me with diabetes. Uh, and sure enough, once they came in to lance that boil, the kidney doctor that I had known up to last year, and he retired, he came in and said, oh, Mr. Merrick, and he was just blunt with it. Your kidneys are at 9%, and you're going to need dialysis. Oh, wow. And I, was like, wow. I said, what? 9% dialysis? And I already knew what dialysis was. And I was like, well, can I think about it? And I think I called my mom and I talked it over with her. And then I got off the phone with her and I just said, God, man, this is another, uh, I could put it another obstacle, but it's not. I said, I know you got my back. So I just went on and told him, I said, for me, you know, whatever y'all got to do, do it. And so that started the journey of me uh, to this very day being on dialysis. <clears throat> and uh, have blood pressure have blood pressure and then if you got any boils which is an infection really all that stuff lead up to you being potentially could be on her kidney failure um and then there's some people who who never even had those and they kidneys just fail and it's just been like that so uh that's that's one of my other long time uh uh ailments um that now being a being being on di uh, dialysis makes you go to the hospital or a doctor and see your doctor you see your doctor every my nurse practitioner practitioner she comes in every two days anyway but the doctor comes in probably like every week and a half but you see a kidney doctor regardless and then I have to see my general physician every three, four months. So mm -hmm. it makes you see your doctor to keep on top of your diabetes, to keep on top of your kidney disease. And then probably like about three and a half years ago, I fell in the bathroom. I slipped and fell coming out of the bathtub. And uh, I didn't, I checked my feet. I was like, all right, don't nothing seem wrong. Don't nothing hurt. Or whatever like that. And keep in mind, I got neuropathy in my hands and my feet. Uh, checked it out. But I was going to uh, already a podiatrist to, to get my toenails clipped, you know, so I don't have ingrown toenails. And he checked my feet and stuff like that. Well, he was like, how long your ankle been like this? And I said, I, I don't know, probably for like about two months three months and he said he said uh wow he said let me take an x-ray because if i think you have what i think you have you have it i was like wow and so he gave me the 
the terminal, the technology terminal term for it or whatever. And he said the 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 layman's term is Sarko foot. And I was like, Sarko foot? I have never heard of that a day in my life. He went in there, gave, did the x-ray and showed me on the x-ray how my foot, the soft, well, when you're, when you're uh, in between your, uh, your ankle and your foot, you got soft tissue to help your foot flex. It's soft tissue bone. Well, I had crushed all of that. And because I was wearing a, uh, I was wearing an ankle compression sleeve, my, my, the, the bones had started to fuse back together. So it really didn't bother me at that time. But he said, he said, I'm going to put you in a brace for about six months. And then we're going to see where we can get, go from there. And I said, six months, damn. But the six months came and went, man. And then he put me, he kept, he kept me in the brace for another month or so. Uh, foot still the same. I had a little lump in it, like in the ankle part. Uh, so what the next thing he did was he wrote a prescription for me. He gave me two choices. I don't know if y'all, you guys ever seen anybody in them Frankenstein shoes, them boots? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's somebody with Charco foot because they're, uh, they bone in the bottom, they, they foot collapsed. And then at the bottom of the foot, they get ulcers and the bone come out. So the, those Frankenstein boots help them to add some cushion to it, right? So then he get, he said, well, I give you a choice. Either you will wear that boot or we're going to make you a brace. I said, uh, you're going to make me a brace because my foot look normal. And so he took me in and for the past three and a half, three years, I've been wearing this. This is what I wear. Yeah, this is what I wear. Wow. I could knock you out with it if I wanted to. Uh, it keeps that look like some it, that look like some S and M stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps my foot like you make certain move, you know, sudden jab steps with your, you know, with your foot. It keeps my foot stable, so it won't shift. And then my bones, I'm my bones being broken, my foot, you know. But I can walk without it. Um. It's just it's precautionary, and I'd rather have that precaution than not have it because I'm I'm in a charcoal quick group on Facebook, and them people are miserable people, and it's sad. These people have if you don't know what a fixor, an external fixor is, it looked like an erector set with all types of pins going everywhere. These people that had surgeries trying to keep their foot together and keep their normal lives and intact. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it don't work. And I just thank God he kept me on this one too. For real. So yeah, right. that's my life right there. <laughs> so uh Rodney has another question. Whoa, whoa, before we get to that question, I got it. Now he got me a question. I got he got me thinking and it just made me realize something. So to Kevin, well shit to all of us, but mainly to Kevin, since you had all of this stuff going on how 
Okay, you know how we as men, we, we, we like to be the uh, alpha males, alpha males, right? And so when I say alpha males, we like to go around and, and plant our seeds in mm -hmm. situations and do some things with some things. How has that affected your your sex life? Uh, and, and the reason why I'm asking that is is to to one to bring awareness and two to to have that un uncomfortable conversation with the men about ED. Oh, I've got no I've got no problem about answering that question. Uh, I was told by several people, man, don't take them blood pressure pills. Don't take them because, man, that's going to mess your thing up, man. That's going to that's gonna, that's gonna mess your erection up. And, and they, they, you, you're going to be messed up. And I was like, all right. Anyway, while you stay over there at your blood pressure and your potential, your potential having a stroke and heart attack ass, I'm taking these pills. Uh, I said, I'll just work with my doctor. And that's what I did. I worked with my doctor because I, I did have ED. Um, it was, I noticed it back in 2010. And then at that time, my nurse, well, she's still my nurse, but she cool. She was like, I told her about it. No, she's my nurse at dialysis. <laughs> <laughs> so she was a cool she cool white lady, white chick. She's young too, younger than me. Oh, see, but see, she said, she said, uh, she said, yeah, my uh, my husband uh, takes Viagra. He said, no, she said my boyfriend takes Viagra. She said, don't don't buy any of the pills yet. I have some for you when when I come back. She she brought me back three pills and she was like, cut them in half, and I was like. Damn, who can I test this on? So, she at the time, no, nah, well, at the time, <laughs> at the time I was forty, I was messing around with a twenty-two-year-old. So, pop your collar. I popped that. I popped that pill. That's what I did, and that sucker worked. And from then there on, I I use that, you know, whenever I'm in a situation. But I've been also been trying to reverse that naturally too with the exercise and stuff like that. Um, because that's something if you especially if you got heart issues, you don't want to keep taking that because that causes issues too. But yeah, I, I went and got help for that because even though I take blood pressure pills, uh and I'm, I'm, my doctor just gave me autonomy to switch up if I don't need to take it. Uh, don't, especially if my blood pressure is normal or below normal. Uh, but yeah, ED is a man. Men do not want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about their penis not getting hard. They will blame it on the women. They will say she got the most juiciest and, yep. and best. Oh, that shouldn't be so good like that. Oh, you, oh man, no that was so good. Yeah. And but, they will blame, they, some, some men will blame it on the women 
and it's not them. It's it's the men. It's the men. They don't want to face up that they got issues, uh, and they need to get that taken care of. That's real. That's real talk. Cause I and that's that's what I was saying. That made me really start thinking about thinking about it. Cause like I t- like I talk to different people, uh, different ethnicities and everything, men, women, whatever. But when I talk to us, when I would say us, I mean the brothers. Right. Always, yeah, I, I did this with this chicken, blah 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 blah. But then sitting here listening to all the the things that could possibly happen with our health and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a real a realization that we may not be that that Johnny Bravo or that 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 uh jo- what's the name Jock Saint Clair or whatever uh Lexington Steel <laughs> motherfucker right you know what I mean we might not be that that that, that buy right long motherfucker you know what I mean because because of whatever ailment going on hey, we might lose look, that, that, that power look hey these so many guys be out here going to take them damn gas station pills. And they they hard be woo about that. Yeah, that's yeah. Them gas station pills gonna be the reason why they're gonna be taking a Viagra. They're gonna fuck <laughs> up all the, the circulation. Yep, yep. And what? I was reading, I was I was reading an article where some of the young young cats, these late teenagers, early twenty dudes, they sit up there and they take these gas station pills. And I'm like, you young, what is wrong yeah. with you? Man, when I was right. twenty something, I ain't had no problem standing up all right. night. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Like, wow! And y'all messing y'all self up. What kind of forever? Yeah, yeah, kind of forever. Hey, I'm so serious. Okay. The wind blow, you just be like, boom. What's up, girl? What's yep. up? What you want? What you want? Yep. So, Daryl, yep. you saying now that it takes more than a gust of, than a wind blowing to take maybe a gust of wind? Shit, for me right now, it feel like a fucking hurricane. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say who, but somebody Uh-oh. I know told Uh-oh. me he don't Uh-oh. have any problems with it, but his wife has to suck his dick first. And I was like, "Well, nigga, you got a problem." <laughs> mm. Shots fired. I if know, you, I know if, who you talking about? Now. If you, if you feel like, if you feel like that, you got to get. If you have to, I mean, ain't no type of foreplay or nothing gonna help you. Going somewhere, dude. You got issues. So is it? So then the question is right now: Is it mental? Some of it is, a lot of it is, yeah. A lot of that shit mm. is it's mental. It's mental mixed with the physical. But mm. if you got a partner, man, that y'all can do stuff and do different stuff, and mm. she make you feel relaxed, and and you and got you her, you yeah. got her grooving. Yeah, it's and you still can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why? Why? So. I know I'm I know I'm asking it's you a lot of questions because you're like you the old you the old you the OG. Like I always say you the OG. So you've been <laughs> that done that. Um when that first happened to you, how did you deal with it? It was to be honest, it was embarrassing. I kind of figured that's what it was. 
and it stuck with me for like a couple of days and I was just like, damn, what the fuck? And then, trust me, the next doctor's appointment, I was like, well, I think I need this, that, and the third. And he had no problem with writing a prescription for it. But he didn't. Now, did I buy the pills at 60-something, 30-something dollars a pill? No, I did not. That part. (laughs) Those pills are expensive as hell. They're not so now now because the patent on the uh, actual active uh, drug in it, Cetaphil, is cheaper, a lot cheaper. But back then, <laughs> hell no. Uh, I, I think uh, I remember back in the day when me and me and Lawrence worked together because we worked in pharmacy. So we would get <laughs> them issues when them when them pills, them insurance wasn't paying for them pills. Baby, we used to catch hell. From the Ooh. clients calling, the patients calling, they want, yes, they want their pills, like, or the insurance only would pay. I think it, what was it? It was a very, it was like six pills a month, something like that. They wasn't paying for a lot, but the doctor didn't wrote this prescription for thirty, but then the insurance only paid for like. Mm-hmm. Boy, you talking about be pissed? They be pissed off. And like the craziest thing, I remember when I was in pharmacy tech school and we had to remember the brand and the generic names. So the guy that I had, um, he had uh, prostate cancer. So he was a little flirty, little freaky, older white dude, but he would try to give us ways to help us remember. So like when you was talking about the, the Viagra, he used to tell us slide in the field to help us remember the generic uh-huh. Yeah, slide in the field. Mm -hmm. So it was like um, the craziest thing I've seen in my pharmacy since I've been a pharmacy tech. I've seen a guy that needed to take two medications. He was taking Viagra and he was taking um, Cialis. He had to take like. That was a. He was taking two. Yeah. Because one is fat. One is. Fast, and the other one takes a while to get it going to build up in your system. Yeah, that's Cialis takes a while. Acute birth, delayed release, acute birth, delayed release. Then Cialis is a no-no, so they take it daily. Yeah. And I was like, this nigga in a. Yeah, it's like you gotta take two. What the hell? So yeah, that was that that crazy. He was a porn star. That's what that was. No, he was old. And I think one of my first um when I was doing extern, I'm working at local little drugstore to you know get my hours in, and this guy comes and he must have had the biggest box of Astroglide. I when I said I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. So he comes and he slams this big old industrial box on the thing and he's coming to pick up his Viagra. And I'm like, Yeah, somebody gonna be walking both legged. Yeah, it's about to go down. So you know, we them we had a few little pharmacies. She's gonna, she gonna be walking around patting her coochie. Man, she need an ice pack and 
little icebox walking around, but it was the but, we had some interesting moments and in calls when it came along those lines. But so so then so then my question to the fellas like what is I guess is that really the the end goal that we want? Like do we want to be in those situations put keep continue to put ourselves in these situations? Like if we like we listened to the OG talk about it and he basically said everything that we said, like he he basically I don't want to say ducked it, but he ignored the signs and symptoms until it was too late. And he's basically sitting here telling us, like, I guess, I guess I'm just I'm thinking too much. But no, like, I, didn't, he, I didn't ignore him because sometimes you can't just like rip and run straight straight off to the emergency room at the first sign. Like I said, when I when I learned of my diabetes. It, it took me all of a week to get into the emergency room uh, to get that taken care of. It's the stuff you do outside of the doctor's office. I mm. worked out before, I, and and I failed to freak off, uh, and then now I'm trying to get back on. I'm trying to get back on, but it's kind of hard. Uh, I can only lift no more than 10 pounds with this arm because uh, I don't want to blow my uh, my my uh, excess off, you know, blow it out. Uh, so I can only lift 10 pounds, but I have I have to do more repetition with it. So I used to lift, man, I used to lift weights, man. I used to bench press, all that great stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it slows down too. And not only that, uh, being on dialysis, takes the uh the energy away from you uh you just be tired some days some days you just want to come home and sleep and then get up and then be cool but i don't know it, it just depends but it's is i wouldn't say like i said i wouldn't say it, it was to the point of me uh neglecting it or or being slow with, with getting help it's just it happens. You 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 gotta take you if you feel that you need to go right away, go right away. Don't don't listen to me. But if you want to wait, like if something happening to you, like wait a minute, let me see how this gonna be this next day. And if you don't feel it's right, you can go to the emergency room. Emergency rooms open twenty four hours, and uh, and they'll take care of you. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So I'm gonna ask this question for Lawrence since he does fitness training and everything. What is some changes that as a male that you could suggest to the fellas to try to health-wise get back possibly on track as far as exercise, eating, that kind of thing? Uh, it's mental. You know, at this age that we at now, you know, it's kind of hard to just say what I would normally say. And normally what I would say before I got to the age that I was at, that I'm at now is, you know, just find you a hobby, you know, find you a, a, a physical hobby. So, you know, to begin with, all my life I played basketball. 
Well, basketball got old and kind of got to the point to where it was kind of easy at that point. Now, I didn't play organized football until I was 29 because I had to give myself another reason why I'm in the gym every day. So it's just a matter of just finding a reason to go. And if you if you can't get to the gym, if you don't have a gym at your access, you know, another big big mental or a, a big health issue is mental for us men. So what I've started doing is I, I started hiking. You know, being out in them woods, you ain't got too many people out there with you or on that trail. You can just think about, you know, what next business venture you want to jump on or the argument you had or a situation that you could have approached differently. You know, it's just certain things you're doing, but by the time you get done clearing your head, you've been in walk two, three miles, four miles, five miles, and far from fatigue because your energy was in your mind opposed to, you know, the numbness you might feel in your feet from the workout that you got. But other than that, it's just, you know what I'm saying, just finding a way to utilize physical activity as a release or uh, or an escape. That's what I typically do. Like right now, I'm trying to find what's my next physical activity that I can do that will force me to be in the gym. You know, after two knee surgeries, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I can't go just up and go run. So I, I got a bike now. So now I'm just, you know, I get up and go ride the bike. I'm at the age now where I don't need an alarm clock. So I'm up at 5.30 every day just for no reason. So it just, you know, it, it's more managing your time than it is anything now. And on top of managing your time, consistency. You know, you just want to build, compound build. You know, you start from, okay, today I'm just going to do about 10 push-ups. All right. I did 10 push-ups today. Bit. By the end of this week, I at least want to be doing about 20. So I'm going to add five a day if I'm just doing it, you know, on the weekdays. And just you know, find you something that's extra and keep building on it. I definitely say, you know, consistency is key, but compound is definitely going to get you where you need to be. I'm gonna take that advice myself. On that note, for real, because uh, absolutely, that's good advice. I'm yep. fine and stuff, but I could be fine er. So you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. And... Don't, 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 don't do me. I love myself. My confidence is all right. I'm real with it. <laughs> Did you? Uh... Hey, you know, you know that's you know that's what ugly is, right? That's what what? U G L Y. You got to love yourself. You know what? When you look in the mirror, you make sure you tell yourself that. Anyway. Did you read uh did you read Rodney's question? Yes, I'm finna go to that cuz somebody cut me off in the middle of about to ask my question. Damn Anika, why you be doing shit like that? You need to stop. You know what? Anyway, so Rodney's question is uh he said another question for the group as the new generation of black men coming up behind us, how are we passing the message to them to increase awareness of going to the doctor for their health? Oh, 
I mean, that's a hard one. Well, no, I would say for... I would say it's kind of a given because fitness is kind of the new the new trend right now. So you know that that goes along with you know people actually going into the doctor's office or getting physicals mm. and B twelve shots and you know all this other cool scoped and all that. So they you know you're being seen, but at the same time now with this new generation, it's like I was born with it. I already know I'm good. Ain't much you can tell me, school. You don't yeah. know much, so it's kind of like we 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 trying to pre- preach and trying to pass down to a, a generation that's kind of feeling like like you know all I gotta do is push a button and while I Google got my answer, old head can't tell me nothing. Yeah. Whether you experienced it or not, Google gonna tell me what I should smell, feel, taste, and how what I should hear in the situation. So why I need to listen to your story? You know, which, what can yeah. you tell me that That's I ain't true. already figured out? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anthony, uh, I, Kevin, and DW, answer to that question? Uh, at this point in time, I can show you, but I can tell you, I can show all the damn pills I take, I need to take. I can sit up here and show them this bottle. Yeah, I remember that. Twice a day. Twice a day. I take a shot. Uh, yeah, I might can miss a day, but you better believe it. I know. My body will be like, hold on. You missing that. So it, it, it's stuff you could do out here to finish to educate and pass down and share your uh, life experiences with younger people. But now the now the, the the main question is, will they think about it and like, yeah, he said, you know, yeah, we should, you know, go to emergency room, get this checked out. But but then you got you got family members that will sit up, and tell them, hey, you know what? Man, you ain't got to worry about that. You good. All you need is a nap. <laughs> it's just up to the individual. That's all I can say. Yeah. I agree. Well, yeah. well, I used to tell my my my, uh, my athletes that I used to train and coach. Um, I tell them like this: like you go to the barber shop to get your hair cut, right? And they're like, yeah. I said, well, it's the same thing with your body. You need to go somewhere that's gonna help you take care of your body. Like the gym is gonna get you, make you look good on the outside and perform. But the doctor, that specialist, is gonna help you continue to perform at the same level. It's like, and then it says it's just like a car. You're gonna go get the car wash and all that stuff done to the car to make it look good, but you you're not gonna skip the mechanic to keep it running, right? They're like, nah. I said the same thing with your body. You gotta, you gotta have that 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 under the hood shit sometimes. So some of them get it, but um, again, like Kevin said, not Kevin, Kevin LJ said it too. Like this this generation, like nah, I'm I'm good, OG. You can't you can't tell me. But as yeah. soon as they get that first eight, 
they like, hey, 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 OG, uh, uh, what was yeah. that you were talking about again? Yeah. And that's when that's when you really start to dig your teeth in. You want to plant that seed early, but then when that 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 first nick or that first ankle that that tweak come, that's when you really start to sink your teeth in. I right, on blood now. You see what I was telling you about. Now this is how you gonna work work with this or. Or if they hear something like when their friends got cancer, or they they mama got cancer, something like that. That's when you're like, all right, that's what I've been telling you. You need to go ahead and get that checked out. So that's 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 how we can spread the message, like plant the seed, but also when that when that time comes, strike when the iron hot and keep pushing them. Like you know what I'm saying? Okay, definitely. That's what's up. So we're gonna go ahead and close out for tonight. Um, I know LJ has to get back on the road um, and everything. We definitely want them to him to make it back safely. So uh, let's see. Um, Mr. Kevin, you want to do your outro tonight? Um, uh, This is not going to be long. I just find you a good doctor that you can talk to and you be comfortable with and stick with them if you can. Uh, you you pretty much know mentally if a doctor is BSing you around and like LJ said earlier, trying to get you to pop pills and stuff like that, because everything is not always about popping pills. I don't always uh, take my medicine as clockwork because my body do need time to fight off some of the stuff on his own but it also needs help in the process because it's at a weakened state so find your doctor uh that you are comfortable with especially talking to and and then go from there all right nika pinks i was thinking uh lj was gonna go first but uh um for me a black woman to my black men, take care of y'all's health. You know, your mental, your physical, your sexual health. Get out there, get your annual wellness visits because y'all got family who needs y'all, kids, wives, fiancés, girlfriends, moms and dads. So just take care of your health. We need y'all to be here. Definitely. Duke. Cool, cool. Man, I can't say it no more. Consistency is key. Basically, you gotta take yourself just as serious as you take everything else. You know, you know, if you uh got an obsession with something, get an obsession with yourself. As far as doctors go, couldn't have said it better. Y'all, y'all know, you know, you gotta find somebody who's gonna actually sit there, back straight eyes peeled and actually listen to what your situation is because you know these doctors are just like your lawyers and everybody else they just out there for their chick right now they ain't really too much worried about our health man because they trying to you know make room for the next population but yeah um you know just i'm gonna I'm give you my slogan <laughs> get serious about you that's what you need to do yes yes now that yes, I can ride with that. <laughs> Most definite. That was my on my list for this year. Me. So yeah, it's serious about you. 
Yes, definitely. I love that. Most definitely. He'd be getting that on a shirt. And then see hey, the system. Working on it. Look, in process. Well, yeah. I just I'm I'ma just going and you know, I like dropping little seeds because you know Shanika do shirts. So um I put that little plug out there that Shanika do shirts. So um yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> thought I'd throw that out there. DW. All right, I um uh, I ain't gonna harp on the same thing that everybody else said, but anybody that's listening, black man, you first it starts with us. It starts with us. Um we go all the way back to the Bible, it was Adam. So you know it starts with us. We have to take care of ourselves because we have people like Shanika said, got people relying on us. So I'm not saying being a, a, a ER bandit, but if you know something ain't right, something ain't feeling right, don't be, all right, I'll, I'll go later. Get on it, get on it, get on it. Cause hey, time, time is money and the reaper know the budget. So you don't know how much time you got, but he do. So. Take care of yourself, and yeah, that's all I got. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't do this earlier before I always do. Today's uh, HBCU is Alabama A&M. It was founded in, uh, in 1875 in Southern, not Southern Alabama. I forgot the name of the state, the city. Uh, I want to say it's Normal, Alabama. The Northern, it's Northern Alabama. I know that. So another HBCU. Like I said, I'm gonna do this every week. Represent. It's by us for us. All right, that's all I got. All right. And to sum it up, as everybody on the panel have said tonight, it is very important to know what's going on with you. Um, many a times we can actually get ahead of some things um and not wait so far to after we're already in the midst of the storm or standing in the middle of the woods and like which way do we go i know um conversation i had a couple of weeks ago um this is i'm thinking about it we're gonna have to bring this up probably as a topic but um a, a male friend of mine made the comment that if something was wrong with him he wouldn't tell nobody but you have to be able to go to the doctor in order to be able to tell somebody to you can't tell the secret that's not a secret because they don't have no information so please go get checked out know your body your body gives you signs many a times on something is wrong as kevin said the fatigue the frequent urination your body gives you signs um but just be aware um a lot of times we you know your support definitely helps your mental health definitely i mean that that's something i think many of us is pushing as well because if you're stressed and your mental ain't right a lot of times that starts to affect other things that's your blood pressure going up you know because you ain't choked that person that's raising your blood pressure i ain't saying go choke nobody but i'm just saying sometimes we hold a lot in and other things arise so stress is a big factor of mental you know a lot of issues um health issues um you know we have some silent killers amongst the black community so
So, you know, stress is one of them things that triggers other things that can set stuff off. So definitely just don't have these folks driving you crazy. Release that shit. Stop holding on to so much stuff that's just sitting inside of you that's becoming toxic. Release that shit. Kevin, you have something to say? One last thing. Make sure you have a superb support group. Friends, family, Definitely. Even counselors, social workers, whatever. That makes a big difference. Somebody you can sit there and vent to that'll listen to you without bias and to help you out through other things, uh, you know, through the other through your through your journey. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And drink some water. Like I ain't never seen so many folks don't like drinking water. Exactly. So I wonder why it tastes like water. Skunks and outside, like drink some damn water. It tastes like, like water. That's why I don't nobody want to drink it. It tastes like water. Guess what? I rather it tastes like water than me having some other issues, which we yeah. know that can happen from you not drinking water. You can't drink soda and alcohol twenty four seven. It don't work. Oh, okay. Drink some damn water, especially if you living in Texas and it's hot. Drink some damn water. It's hot outside. Like, baby, I put my water in the freezer and I pack my own water to work. I drink water at least five of these while I'm at work, real talk. And I still drink one on my home. I got a new obsession with water, but I know oh, in order for me to drink it, it gotta be it gotta be cold. I can't do no regular room temperature water and work like that. Yeah. Oh, last two things life insurance and a wheel. Boy, Don't forget about okay. life okay. insurance hey. and a wheel. Hey, hey. hey. Right. totally different thank you thank you I'm, I'm about to yeah all right so thank you for everybody that watched tonight tuned in rodney we definitely love you for always watching and supporting um next week's episode <laughs> next week's episode is hobosexuals if you don't know what it is google it because i ain't gonna tell you um we may not have a guest on next week for that unless it's experienced because i don't know too many hobosexuals that's gonna come out and say yes i'm a hobosexual and i use people to have a roof over my head if i be nice maybe shanika could get her best friend to come on as a recovering hobosexual so i'm gonna leave that alone but tonight i thank y'all Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And y'all have a wonderful night. Outro. I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going.